This is Jeffrey Lickman for Beyond the Legal Limit. It's November 13th, a new episode, and this is going to be a shorter podcast because, frankly, I'm tired of talking so long. The problem with this podcast is that it's not like the radio where I have a certain number of minutes per segment and I've just got to get it out before the commercials start. So I just go on and on and on and sometimes too long. I don't like it either. So don't worry. It's not just you. Over the weekend, we saw an utter spasm of unabashed, naked Jew hate all over the world. And this has ramifications. This is not just me ranting about uh, the war in Israel right now. Again, about 300,000 up to potentially 500,000 in London calling for the murder of Jews, the destruction of Israel. I don't know that London's ever had many, uh, if you want to call it a protest or gatherings, whatever it is, ever in London. But this is what it's come to. When they finally broke their record, it had to be mostly Islamists, their leftist co-conspirators, calling for the death of Jews globally. That's what England is. We also saw it in New York City, again, attacked by Muslim terror supporters, ripping down American flags, threatening Jews, spitting on them, attacking them. Even more disgusting is that in New York City, this was done on Veterans Day, a day in which we honor our veterans who died for America's freedoms. And we have let in so many diseased Islamists who use our freedoms to attack us. NYPD, the officers stood by there as Islamists rampaged in New York City, smashing doors and windows at Grand Central Station, attacking businesses and any Jew they could find. We have a mayor who, when he's not getting drunk at the club or or getting investigated by the FBI, he's helping a Muslim terror state open up a diplomatic mission in New York City. (laughs) I mean, I got to tell you, it's like almost hard to believe. You didn't think it could get worse after de Blasio. We have a a guy who's a fucking lapdog for a Muslim terror leader. Yeah, yeah. And he's been, not surprisingly, invisible throughout these terror marches in New York City. Not a peep from him. He's too busy huddling with his criminal defense lawyers. The pro-Hamas riots in London and Armistice Day, hundreds of thousands of violent Muslim terror supporters and their leftist co-conspirators. They're attacking the police. They're destroying property. Armistice Day it, it actually is the celebration or the honoring of the end of World War I in England, and it honors all British veterans, usually. Now it's been hijacked by pro-Hamas terror supporters to vilify Israel, chase down Jews, to destroy London, and all that it stands for, or at least stood for. Muslim demonstrators are screaming about Hitler. They're not calling for peace, they're calling for murder. And the London police made sure to arrest as many counter-protesters, I think 80, to, as, as they did actual terror supporters, to ensure that the Muslim terror march could go on unimpeded. I saw a picture of some London policeman posing with a child dressed as a Palestinian terrorist. 
I mean, this is what London has become. Jewish homes with mezuzahs on the door that uh, signifies that the home is a Jewish one were splashed with blood red paint in London. London is gone. Get out before they can get you. England has been conquered by the Islamist horde due solely to their leftist politicians who have been welcoming in the disease of radical Islam for decades. I saw over the weekend on an Iranian news show, they celebrated that there are now over 3 million Muslims in England and are growing faster than any other group. In Leeds, 7.8% Muslim, Bradford, 30%, Manchester, 22%, Cardiff, 9.3%, Bristol, 6.7%, and they're growing quickly. 6 million Jews were killed in Nazi Germany and Europe replaced them with 20 million Muslims in the past four decades. England has been conquered without a shot being fired. As the Islamist numbers continue to grow, they will win all the elections and turn England fully into an Islamist shithole. Now, obviously not all the Muslims are bad, but when you've got them marching and calling for genocide, they're all bad. It's not so hard to figure out. You can appease all the fuck it is you want. It doesn't change what England has become, and it's happening very quickly. We see the infestation of radical Islam at all levels of their government. In 20 to 30 years, England will be fully Islamist, and any sane Brit will be forced to leave if he or she wants to remain safe and not one of the hunted. And there were more pro-Hamas riots in Paris, Brussels, Barcelona, Cape Town, Dublin, and more. No one called for the return of the hostages held in Gaza. No one criticized Hamas or Iran for starting all this. They called for the death of Jews, and they called for a ceasefire, which means keeping Hamas alive and ensuring more Palestinians will die in the future. But Muslim terrorists don't give a shit whether uh, Palestinians live or die. They're simply cannon fodder in the war against Jews in the West. That's all Palestinians are to them. If they cared about Palestinian lives, wouldn't they have rallied to get rid of Hamas and make peace? They've only been offered peace 12 times. In Australia, there were first, there were pro-Hamas protests calling for the gassing of Jews a month ago. Of course, after Jews got massacred on October 7th, Jews were told to stay indoors. The police apologized for it. Of course, a month later, hundreds of Arabs drove to a Jewish neighborhood in Melbourne to attack Jews. The police were invisible, but they did tell Jews again to stay home and not to attend the synagogue, their synagogue. They have to hide their identity now in Australia. Same in France, which has already been devastated by Muslim terrorism and murder. And due to the massive influx of Muslim migrants, France is just completely overrun with Jew hate. That's what they're, they're not just coming to take the welfare money. They're coming to hate Jews. That's what they are. Somehow all Israel had to do was have 1,200 innocents massacred by Palestinian terrorists, and before Israel even responded militarily, there were marches in Paris calling for the destruction of Jews. The Jew hate is no longer latent globally. It is out in the open, and it is unhinged. And instead of fighting back against the Islamist terror horde, European leaders and, and even Joe Biden's administration are appeasing appeasing them, terrified of two things. They don't want any Muslim terror attacks on their land, 
as if we haven't had enough. And more importantly, they don't want to lose any votes. They don't want to piss off any uh, Muslim Jew hater who has the ability to vote. French President Macron on Friday said there was, quote, no justification for Israel's bombing of these babies, these ladies, these old people in the war against Hamas, and he reiterated his call for a ceasefire in Gaza. Quote, so there is no reason for that and no legitimacy. So we do urge Israel to stop. That's what he told the BBC. Of course, two days later, he apologized privately. But the headline was out there for all the Jew haters to use. How fucking dare you? How fucking dare you? Hamas massacred Israelis on October 7, knowing Israel would immediately respond inside Gaza. Did Hamas care about Gazan civilians then? No. Did Hamas surrender? No. Did they give up their hostages to end the war? No. Hamas didn't meet the IDF to fight in Gaza. They hid under hospitals, schools, among civilians and homes. They used civilians as shields. They hid in their 200 miles of tunnels beneath the ground where they say only they are allowed to be safe, not civilians. Israel told Gazan civilians to evacuate and head south. Hamas told them to stay. If Gazans tried to leave, they were shot by Hamas. That's on video. The only war strategy Hamas has is dead Palestinian civilians. They need to get them killed so that world leaders like that scumbag Macron will condemn Israel, even though they know that Hamas caused their deaths. And that's exactly what the French president did for Hamas. He gave them a major assist. He helped Hamas. He has blood on his hands. And Joe Biden did the same thing in a, in a planned move. He had his Secretary of State Blinken tell the press, quote, much more needs to be done to protect civilians and to make sure that humanitarian assistance reaches them. Far too many Palestinians have been killed. Far too many have suffered these past weeks. And we want to do everything possible to prevent them harm to them and to maximize the assistance that gets to them. Of course we do. But who did this? Hamas did. Hamas did it. Hamas ensured that these civilians would be killed by using them as shields. And Hamas killed them themselves. Israel's bending over backward to avoid attacking a hospital in which Hamas is hiding. For days they haven't attacked it. They're taking out the children. They're getting the civilians out slowly. Russia's bombing hospitals in the Ukraine, and no one says a good goddamn word about it. Israel should have dropped a bunker buster on the fucking hospital and killed every Hamas member under it as well and all the human shields. Have you seen the videos online? Palestinian civilians love Hamas. A lot of them refuse to leave. This is a war. It's not pretty. It's not just about protecting civilian shields. It's about killing your enemy so they don't kill you again. Israel is doing things that no other country in the world does during wars. Ask Putin. Did you forget the Palestinian civilians celebrating on October 7? Fuck them in this war. This is a war for an existence. It's existential. And our Secretary of State is knowingly assisting Hamas by pushing Israel to wrap it up. And that's the same thing what uh, the French president did. It's the same thing. They're helping Hamas now by saying these things. They're helping the Jew haters by saying that Israel is unfairly killing Gazan civilians when they know full well that Hamas is doing all it can to get these people killed. 
They know Israel has no choice unless Israel wants to simply forget about what happened on October 7 and let Hamas massacre them again, which is really what the Jew haters want. Somehow Poland, one of the few European countries this weekend that had an orderly and peaceful celebration of its Independence Day. It helped that they didn't open their borders to the Islamist disease that infected so much of Europe. Poland has consistently refused to take the disease in. They refuse to become multicultural, which is really just a code word for Islamic takeover. Poland, at least temporarily, has saved their country. But I'm going to tell you about two unlikely heroes. Ready for this? John Fetterman. John Fetterman, that lunkhead senator from Pennsylvania. He supports Israel and the destruction of Hamas without hesitation. This isn't a hard thing to figure out, right or wrong here. These are the people that supported the 9-11 suicide bombers. These are people that kill Americans, Palestinians. Fetterman isn't some kind of genius uh, for supporting Israel, the good against the bad. But he's not doing it for votes. He's not saying these things, these pro-Israel things for votes. It's hurting him politically. It's costing him in his own party. He's doing it because he knows it's the right thing to do. No other senator in America has supported Israel more than John Fetterman. Full stop. He's had the posters of all the kidnapped Israelis up outside his office. He never backs down, despite his party being so anti-Israel and so anti-Semitic. A bunch of snarling Hamas-supporting savages were being arrested outside the Senate building last week. He walked out waving the Israeli flag. He's a hero. He supports Israel stronger than any Republican does. And he has the most to lose politically. We can't even get Trump to speak half as strongly for Israel. Another unlikely hero, Hillary Clinton. She's been very clear in her support for Israel after October 7, and is very clear in explaining not only why Hamas must be destroyed, but how Palestinians are to blame for not getting their own state. They keep getting offered their own state, and they keep getting offered peace agreements, and they keep turning them down, and she reported it. She doesn't care that her party is attacking her for it. She even went on The View and for eight minutes lectured the animals on the panel about what the Palestinians really are. Even uh, when the one idiot, I watched the clip, I don't know her full name, it's Sunny something, some fucking savage. She lied and said that 10,000 Gazan civilians have been killed. Even Hamas isn't saying that. She's taking the Hamas figures and making them worse to lie for Hamas. I guess there's been no, no terrorists that have been killed. But let's just take Hamas's words because they can be trusted so much. They could say that 7 million were killed in Gaza, and then this Sonny would say, oh, yeah, it's a, 7 million were killed, 7 million civilians. Hillary went right at her. And I have to ask, what kind of sick asshole lies to help Hamas? Do you fucking lie to help cancer? This sick asshole on The View was saying that the world wants a ceasefire to protect Palestinians, not once acknowledging that Hamas broke the last ceasefire, which is why there's a war now. That a ceasefire now helps Hamas and ensures the next destruction of Gaza after this one. These aren't difficult concepts. Everybody understands what a ceasefire means. 
But the pro-Hamas side is unconcerned about facts and logic. They cloak it in this humanitarian ceasefire talk to pretend they care about peace when all they really want is dead Jews. How does this situation get better if Hamas is allowed to survive? There's just going to be more of it. It's got to end now. And on American college campuses, Maroon, what is going on there? Nothing is being done to rein in all the Jew hate. On the MIT campus, Palestinian terror-supporting students took over a campus building and started threatening Jewish students. Did the campus police disperse the savages? No. The savages were told to leave and given a deadline or else they'd be suspended. Naturally, the law doesn't apply to savages, so they ignored it. What happened? Did MIT suspend these students? No, this is what the, the savages said. Our love and fight for the people of Gaza will not be swayed by the administration's fear tactics. MIT-wide Coalition for Palestine organizer, his name is Mohammed Mohammed, two fucking Mohammeds in one name, said in a statement, that's what he said. He doesn't care about the administration. He doesn't care about, about his standing in the university. Yeah, I want a guy named Muhammad Muhammad who supports Hamas on my college campus. That, that's, that's just a, what a great idea. I mean, what could possibly go wrong? And of course, MIT's administration backed down and did not suspend the students who terrorized the campus. Even after they were promised, they were told they'd be suspended. Why didn't they suspend them? Because they admitted that the students were visa holders, student visa holders, and if they were suspended, they'd lose their status and they would be sent back to the Islamist shithole where they came from. MIT felt it better that the Muslim terror disease be kept in America on their campus. You think Mohammed Mohammed from MIT isn't capable of more terrorism that he's exhibited already on campus? Why is Mohammed Mohammed here? Send them back. 30% of students at MIT are foreign. Just 6% are Jews. And still they're attacking the Jews there. At Penn, which is probably the worst Jew-hating campus in America now, they're still attacking Jews, still beaming messages on buildings about killing Jews. No one's stopping it. To the parents that sent their kids there, how do you allow your children to be subjected to this? You're letting your kids get abused by these fucking Islamist savages? Seriously? What is wrong with you? At Georgetown, there are rallies for Hamas. There is uh, this, uh, they're wildly anti, I mean, I read about this this weekend, wildly anti-Semitic social media from Georgetown students claiming that October 7, the massacre never happened. These are students at Georgetown. Swastikas are drawn inside a women's bathroom inside a dorm on campus. Jews are afraid to go to class. A Georgetown employee wrote about uh, some Jew-hating shit on her social media. She was immediately suspended about 10 days ago. Her name is Anissa Johnson. She was hired by Georgetown's School of Foreign Service to be the, quote, primary point of contact for master students on everything academic. Well, she's got a history of Jew-hating activity and statements dating back to 2015. Somehow Georgetown missed this, or more likely just didn't care. So Georgetown pretended it was going to stop this kind of Jew-hating rhetoric by suspending this Anissa Johnson. Well, 
Over the weekend, another Jew-hating professor, this time some Muslim convert scumbag named Brown, wrote on his Twitter account, from the river to the sea, that bullshit, which calls for the destruction of Israel and all the Jews inside. He knows he can get away with it because Georgetown accepts so much money from Muslim terror states. This Professor Brown asshole holds the Al-Walid bin Talal chair of Islamic civilization at Georgetown University. Naturally, Professor Brown also believes slavery and rape is okay. I mean, it's almost like he's an Islamist. He said this in a lecture, quote, I don't think it's morally evil to own somebody. That's the kind of thing you want taught to your children? And he also said, and quote, for most of human history, human beings have not thought of consent as the essential feature of morally correct sexual activity. Are you fucking kidding me? This is the kind of slop? This is the kind of intellectually inferior Islamist shit that's being exposed to American children on our college campus? And he's still getting away with it years later because Georgetown just cares about that Muslim terror money it gets. It received $20 million from a Saudi prince back in 2005, this is hilarious, to foster Islamic studies. Georgetown used the money to fund its center, listen to this, its Center for Muslim-Christian Understanding, which it renamed the HRH Prince Alwaleed bin Talal Center for Muslim-Christian Understanding. Now, here's the joke, if you haven't noticed it already. It is illegal to be a Christian in Saudi Arabia. There is no Muslim Christian understanding by Saudi Arabia. It's a joke, the name. Georgetown receives the second most money in America, American colleges from Muslim countries. This is why Georgetown is such a sellout to radical Islam. Imagine how fucking sick you have to be to sell American children out for some Arab terror money. Really? What is the endowment to Georgetown? I don't know. Six billion, 10 billion, whatever it is. You're selling it out for a few pieces of silver to radical Muslim terrorists? At least the students at Georgetown are responding to this uh, Professor Brown by making sure he knows that he's a Nazi. I understand that there were some notes left on his door. It's not enough. You think he even remotely cares? He loves being called a Nazi. It's the greatest thing you can call him. It's what he aspires to be. Do more. Protest outside his office door. Go to his home and protest, just like his supporters are going to Joe Biden's house and protesting, just like his supporters are going to your home at Georgetown and putting swastikas on the walls. Make Professor Brown feel you. He's an arrogant, tenured Jew hater. Make him feel you. American universities are doing very little to nothing to curb the Jew hate on campus. It's too late, even if they wanted to, because for decades they let this Islamist slop in as students and professors. Columbia just suspended two pro-terror groups on campus, one of them being the Students for Justice in Palestine, which is Muslim terrorist linked. It's actually, it's, it, as they said, they're part of Hamas. Big deal what Columbia did. A professor who celebrated the October 7th massacre wasn't even disciplined. 
And he's been saying Jew-hating things for decades. Colombia's just doing this for PR purposes. It's an Islamist, Jew-hating, America-hating garbage dump. In New York City, in Manhattan, a couple miles from where Muslim terrorists crashed two planes into the World Trade Center, pro-Palestinian students at the New School, a college, flipped out because the school has a 14-year association with the Israeli Conservatory of Music in Tel Aviv. Here's the list of demands that the terrorist students made and said that if the school does not comply, I think by December 1st, they will commit violence. That's what they said in bright red letters in their ransom note. The college must unequivocally side with Palestinians and condemn Israel's actions in response to the October 7 terror attack by Hamas. The college must no longer accept Israeli students. The new school must publicly label Israel a settler colony rather than a state and declare that Israel is committing genocide against Palestinians. The terror students also demanded that the new school's administration safeguard students and faculty members from purported surveillance and retaliation for speaking out against Israeli state policy, which they claimed was not inherently anti-Semitic. The school responded by saying that it was reviewing the letter. Can you imagine that they're reviewing the letter? I take that fucking letter, I ball it up, light it on fire. I light it on fire. This is a joke. Immediately, the terrorist student group should have been disbanded and its members expelled. Immediately. You can't write this kind of stuff. This isn't free speech. This is hate speech. Any student on an American university campus who engages in terrorism or supports terrorism needs to be expelled. And if you're from a foreign country, your visa needs to be canceled and you are sent back. Two teachers have been removed from a Los Angeles area charter school located inside a synagogue after teaching a lesson to first graders about genocide in Palestine. The teachers were taken out of the classroom, but not fired. The rabbi at the school told reporters that after the October 7 massacre, some teachers reached out to the school's principal about Israeli flags being hoisted around campus. Quote, I know that this is a time to hold your community close, and perhaps the flags are intended for that. But do you know how long they will be up? The principal <laughs> emailed the rabbi after the teachers asked when the Israeli flags would be removed. Look at what we've done, America. Should American flags have been taken down after 9-11? Look what we have allowed into our country. And this is a microcosm for the West, for America. This is America now. It's not some third world Islamist shithole. This is our home. We need to fight for it and keep this disease either out or at bay. Doing nothing is no longer an option. Unless you want America to be France soon, which it will be soon, the demographics caused by unchecked immigration is making it clear that parts of America are turning Islamist quickly. And the, the global hypocrisy is just like stunning. Over the weekend, Syria's President Assad he spoke on Saturday at a joint Islamic-Arab summit in Saudi Arabia, and he said that any political process with Israel should halt, given the ongoing violence in Gaza. This is a man who killed 600,000 of his own people in the last decade. 250,000 of them were children. 
He repeatedly used poison gas to kill Syrian civilians. He killed 22,000 Palestinians in refugee camps, some of them tortured to death, some electrocuted, some gassed to death, just a few years ago. And this animal, this butcher, gets to go to an Arab-Muslim summit and trash Israel for defending itself against the very people that he felt deserved to be slaughtered? And he gets applauded at the end? Who are we kidding here? We want to pretend that, that, that some of these Muslim nations are civilized when we know full well they're not? Why are we engaging? Why are we allowing this? Iran's foreign minister on Friday said, quote, due to the increasing intensity of the war against the civilian residents of Gaza, the expansion of the scope of the war has now become inevitable. This is a war that he started by having his terror proxy massacre Israeli civilians. And now he's saying that Israel's response requires a wider war. Isn't it clear what they want, what they wanted by this massacre? Iran started all this. Have they had a single bomb dropped on them since they did this? Nope, just Gaza and Israel. And Lebanon now, another one of their proxies getting involved. You know what needs to be happen here. You know the only way this should be handled. Just the way we handled ISIS, just the way we handled Saddam Hussein, even if it was incorrect. Go into Iran, disarm them. That's it. That's it. I know they've got terror proxies all over the Middle East. Cut off the head. Cut it off. Cut it off. Stop waiting. It's inevitable. It has to happen. Stop waiting before it gets worse. In the last few days, a Muslim terror group linked to Hamas killed about 800 non-Arabs in the Sudan. Okay, they've been slaughtering non-Arabs since the spring, a thousand killed in one day in June. Just going house to house and slaughtering entire families, babies, old people, women, all unarmed, over 10,000 people killed in this ethnic slaughter, barely makes the press. You don't even know about it. None of you know about it. No violent protests over this in European and American cities. No American campuses filled with hate groups screaming about this slaughter. Similarly, uh, American campuses and cities in London, European cities were silent over the 500,000, 600,000 Syrians killed by President Assad, including thousands of Palestinians. It was silent. Iranians are being slaughtered daily in Iran by the same Muslim terror leaders that are responsible for the October 7 massacre in Israel. There's no global uproar. Nothing on American college campuses. No violence in the streets of New York City protesting about Iran or the million Muslims being kept in concentration camps in China. Nothing. Only when they can use this as a pretext against Jews. That's the only time anyone cares. Tell me how I'm wrong. I'm not wrong. It's clear as a bell. On Sunday, Hezbollah launched missiles at an Israeli uh, area, at civilian cars. And, and they're saying that they're doing it. And they're attacking civilians. They injured people. No marches. No global condemnation. No calls for humanitarian action protecting Israeli citizens. A copy of Mein Kampf, Hitler's book, was found in a child's bedroom in Gaza. 
In Gaza, there's a chain of stores named after Hitler. Why are we even remotely considering these people to be worthy of anything but the garbage bin of history? And for the so-called civilians in Gaza, the few of them who don't hate Jews, who don't either conspire with Hamas or celebrated the massacre, Hamas could end all of this by simply surrendering for their massacre of Israelis, by giving up the hostages they took. Instead, they're hiding in hospitals, shooting Gazans trying to flee, and doing all they can to raise the casualty count in order to blame it on Israel, which the global press and the far left and the far right are doing. Again, all this violence worldwide demanding a ceasefire but not a global word about asking the Muslim terror group Hamas to simply give up its hostages. The world wants a humanitarian pause for Gaza, but doesn't dare ask anyone in Gaza to act humanely in exchange. I don't know, like giving back the babies that you took? The Holocaust survivors? These fucking animals, no, they want to trade them so that they can survive. You have to eliminate them all. And, and Israel knows this. Maybe no one else does. Israel knows this. And look, you need to speak out. Okay, I, I'm now, this is coming from the heart here. You need to do something besides listening to this podcast. Do something. Speak up publicly. What are you worried about? You're going to lose some money? You think, you think my outspokenness here? And what I did on talk radio for years, from 2006 to 2013, you didn't think that that didn't come with some losses for me? The death threats? You don't think that it cost me some business? You're going to be dead someday anyway. Speak the fuck up publicly. What are you waiting for? You want America to become an Islamist shithole as well? We need to get rid of the Biden administration and put in someone who will kick this shit out, who won't normalize it and appease it. And we need people to fight for America. Look, I have all kinds of flaws. I'm not even remotely a good person a lot of the time. Sometimes I am. But when I go, when I'm gone, I'll be remembered as someone who you wanted on your side in a fight for what's right. I'll be remembered as someone who would rip your fucking throat out in a battle between right and wrong and wasn't afraid. Which is why, even though I've been outspoken, and as I said, it surely cost me, I'm still one of the most successful criminal defense lawyers in America. One of the most well-paid, because I fight to win. I don't worry about how I'm perceived. I don't worry about appeasing the government or my enemies. I fight you to the death because none of us are getting out of this life alive. Time will be up for all of us soon. It goes very quickly. So stand up before you lose the most precious thing you have, which is this great country, our freedoms here. Stand up so that when you're gone, people will remember you as someone who walked the walk, not just talk the talk. Otherwise... Why do you even exist? Jeffrey Lickman for Beyond the Legal Limit. See you next week.